Hello and welcome to day 99 of our Bible reading course. Yesterday's vision of the Lord Jesus was on the earth amongst his church. Today's is in the heavenly throne room of God. Our passage is Revelation chapters 4 and 5, and then chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. Let's pray. Come, let us worship the King of kings, the creator of all things. Let your soul arise to him. Come and bless the Lord our King. Heavenly Father, receive my praise and adoration, and draw near to me, I ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. In front of the throne seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the centre, round the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all round, even under its wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honour and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives for ever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives for ever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the centre of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, 
and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power for ever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. A door opens in heaven, and John is invited inside as a new revelation awaits. His eyes are immediately drawn to the throne at the centre, with someone sitting on it. This might sound like a strange way to introduce what we expect as obvious, but for John's first readers, or hearers, facing a time of great persecution, they really needed to know this. His description reminds us of some of the theophanies we came across in the Old Testament, such as Moses and the seventy elders on Mount Sinai, or, especially as it progresses, those of Ezekiel and Isaiah, Tearing his eyes away from the Lord at the centre, John then notices more thrones, twenty-four in all, representing the twelve tribes of Israel and the twelve New Testament apostles, now brought together in the Church of Jesus. Seven lamps burn, 
the seven or sevenfold Spirit of God we met yesterday. Then four mysterious living creatures in the form of a lion, an ox, a man and an eagle, reminding us of the cherubim of Ezekiel chapter 1 and perhaps representing all of God's creation. It's a captivating scene, but there's a soundtrack too. Firstly, the living creatures, and then the elders in response, exalting God's holiness, eternity and creative work. John's sight is drawn back to the throne, and now he sees a scroll in God's hand, the scroll of time, history and the end of all things. John is fully immersed in the drama, weeping, and then finds himself spoken to by one of the elders. Imagine that. Only Jesus is worthy to open the scroll and its seals, because only he has triumphed over the evil forces at work in the universe. And this by sacrifice, the lion and the lamb. Seven horns of power and seven eyes of wisdom. As he takes the scroll, a new melody begins, celebrating Christ's redemption of humanity in every part of the world. Suddenly, a mighty chorus of angels swells the ranks of the worshippers, far too numerous to count. They raise their own cry of praise, like a new line of harmony. And then the whole of creation joins in with a great crescendo, this time to both Father and Son. After an interlude when the seals are opened, the four horsemen of the apocalypse ride out, the martyrs ask their question, How long, Sovereign Lord? And the whole earth is shaken in anticipation of the end. We return to the throne room once more. This time John sees the redeemed of God, who have fought the good fight, run the race, persevered, endured and overcome. They too lift their voices in praise of their Saviour, and everyone else follows suit. They have finally entered their rest, where they will be safe, secure, cared and provided for, healed and restored. How the seven churches that John wrote to would have welcomed such a marvellous hope. As I come to the end of this journey through the Bible, I think back to God's original promise to Abraham, that through him and his descendants, all nations on earth would be blessed. I recall the long story of Israel and the closing of the Old Testament in unfulfilment and longing, and how the birth of Jesus marked the turning point, how the trajectory increased through the Gospels to his death, resurrection and ascension, then Pentecost and the Book of Acts, the letters, and now here culminates in the victory of the Lamb who was slain, the servant who suffered, the Messiah who laid down his life in love. How glorious and mind-blowing are God's plans and purposes. How extraordinary his commitment to his world and his people. Our closing prayer is taken from Paul's doxology in Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory for ever. Amen. <laughs>